hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, how we should live, and make decisions. When the, even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, como estas? Joe, I'm doing very fine. Oh, you answered correctly. I knew. I know that one phrase. You know that one you phrase. Just, you heard... You, I just responded to the total extent of my second language abilities. Yeah. <laughs> what some people, yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more than that. Uh, at least that, not that's without not practice. True. That is not. I need practice. We travel the world together all the time, <laughs> and and four days in, you're fluent in whatever country we're in. Yeah, but I haven't been in that country for a little while. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. you make me sick. You make me sick. I but that hate has nothing you. to do with the language. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we got a, a submitted question for this episode, uh, and I think this is um, probably pretty timely. It feels like we're either coming out of family things or trying to figure out the new year and how we want to make things happen. Um, here's the question. How do you navigate relationships with in-laws? Uh, this person says, as a newly married couple, understanding the appropriate boundaries of dealing with conflict on my spouse's side of the family is difficult. And how do you suggest navigating that dynamic? And they have a follow-up question, but let's just start there. Okay. Um, so <laughs> how do we set some of those boundaries when an in-law dynamic is difficult? Uh, it's difficult <laughs> to do that. So um, you do it carefully, and you do it uh, non-defensively, and you do it in a way that uh, leads to the greatest health in your family dynamic. Hmm, so okay. that that's the way that, to think it. So I, I actually think the key word in there is navigate. Yeah. So um, I think when it, when you're newly married, everybody's trying to figure everybody out, right? Which is fair. Yep. And so uh, when you when you bring somebody into a family or you are brought into a family. Nobody knows each other that well, and everybody's kind of hoping for the best. So the 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 facades have not been seen through, and the strengths and the weaknesses have not been discovered. Therefore, usually the tension points haven't revealed themselves yet. Sure. And usually when we get into, like, in-law situations, it's because the tension points have finally revealed themselves. So... I, I think that's where that word navigates a big deal. It, it's what are we talking about, yeah. right? Are we talking about overly controlling in-laws? Are they trying to overly control you? Are they trying to overly control your spouse, their, which would be their child? Are we talking about a defensive person, so you're defensive and you're possessive? So your spouse just has a good relationship with their parents, and you feel jealous of that mm. and possessive of that because uh, you don't know really how to navigate marriage yet. And and we could probably sit here for you know the next two days and just lay out examples. So sure. I, I think you start with, I have to be honest about what the issue really is. And... Um, and when I get to that point of honesty, then I'm navigating that 
issue. You know, I, I have uh, in the past and in, in my years of like talking with people, I've talked with uh, men who are jealous of their wife's relationship with their dads. And I've had to walk them through that. They're like, my, they're, her dad is her best friend. I'm like, buddy, if, if you navigate that well, that only benefits you. Right. Yep. Right? Like, you actually want your, your wife to have a healthy relationship with her dad. That's a good thing. Sure is. You want your husband to have a healthy relationship with his mom. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. And so, so, like, in that particular example, that is a husband who is navigating marriage, yeah. and the in-laws are just a part of the marriage. And so my counsel to him was, like, why don't you get to know her dad and understand how her dad makes her feel so loved and safe, and then emulate that? Yeah. And by the way, she sees that in you, which is what attracted her anyways. So don't be jealous of it, learn from it, and you have this incredible resource in a father-in-law, right? Um, if you had the same thing with a mom, like my my husband's a mama's boy, and I'm, I was, a mo- my mom's with the Lord, but I was a mama's boy, big time mama's boy. Now Heidi wasn't jealous of that, but there's like, there's also like an upside to that. Like I am a better husband because I'm a mama's boy, (laughs) (laughs) right? And so some of the rough edges, some of the things that Heidi needs from me emotionally and things like that are easier for me because I was a mama's boy, Mm -hmm. right? And, And those kind of things. So like understanding that a little bit. The other side of it is you have the the stereotypical overbearing in-laws. And again, what I have to do in that is I have to say my primary relationship is with my spouse. So if same kind of example, if my, if I'm a wife and my dad is overbearing and critical of my husband, I have to address that and put a stop to that with my dad. Mm, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be asking my husband to have that confrontation. I left my father and mother. I cling to my husband. I put my foot down with my dad. That's good. As a mama's boy, mm-hmm. if if you have the the mama's boy that mama's too involved, the husband puts his foot down with his parents says, Mom, no, that my wife is the primary woman in my life now, yep. and I love you, but if you cannot find boundaries, you will push me away and those kind of things. So you're navigating all of that and, and figuring that out. But I think the key principle is the you have a husband and a wife, the spouse whose parents are struggling is the spouse who should deal with their parents. Good. That's good. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? If possible. <laughs> now you get into these extreme situations where uh, you, especially, I I believe in my view of marriage, especially a husband might have to step in and do that because of extreme situations. But as a rule of thumb, deal with your own family on behalf of your marriage. Sure. Yeah. There. There. Those stereotypes. It's amazing how we can bring baggage into that new marriage, you know, whether it's just baggage from 
watching sitcoms. Apparently, in-laws are supposed to be bad. I actually yeah. just heard a silly joke a week ago. What's the difference between outlaws and in-laws? <laughs> what is outlaws it? are wanted. You know, like, <laughs> it's that kind of a thing. You yeah. know, like, we bring this cultural baggage to yep. our marriage, so we almost start from a deficit of assuming our in-laws are going to be a negative influence on our marriage. Yep, and and it doesn't... I I I have wonderful in-laws. Uh, my, Heidi's mother is with the Lord now. I loved her and hung out with her, and we had to navigate. you got to figure each other out. And then my father-in-law, Heidi's dad, is still alive. I love him and mm-hmm. respect him and thank the world of him. And, and he was learning to be a father-in-law, and I was learning to be a son-in-law, and we had to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. But I really like what you're saying. Like You can come in with a chip on your shoulder that's not fair, yeah. and it's not patient. Right. And so the the patience of letting a relationship play out the, your in-laws are also learning something. Absolutely. Right. So looking at them and saying, "Well, they should know." Well, how would they know? They've yeah. never had you as an in-law before. Yeah. So that that like let's hope for the best and work for the best and you can wind up with very wonderful relationships and I know I enjoyed uh, enjoyed and enjoy that with my in-laws. Yeah. I don't dread them at all. Sure. I like what you said there about their learning. You know, I I can think through, you know, first impressions. There's a whole thing that we could learn from in terms of first impressions, but that's not always the truest gauge of what your in-law relationship is going to be like, especially like you said, if they're stepping into this for the very first time. Like, I can remember um, my brother-in-law kind of temporarily sullied, in a funny-ish way, uh, my first impression with my in-laws, because the very first time I went over to Mandy's parents' house, um, it was our first date, I was picking her up, and she kind of motions me through the breezeway, because her and her parents were on the back patio. Well, as I walk through the breezeway, I look over through the kitchen window, just kind of almost out of habit, accident, I don't know, but I look in, and there's my, there's Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who is and hilarious, by is the way. hilarious. If you've never met but him. But I've never met him before, and he's standing <laughs> in the kitchen with his jeans down around his ankles, just in his boxers, waving with his hand all big <laughs> and this huge grin on his face. You know, he's like 18 at the time, and, uh, you know, I'm just like, what did I just walk into? And so um, I, I don't remember anything about her parents from that meeting. I remember the date, and I remember her brother. <laughs> and so, you know, those first impressions don't mean much. I, I hit the lottery uh, with my in-laws, yeah. both my father and mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, and even now his wife, like, I hit the lottery, yeah. you know. And so, um, but that, that just to say, just because even if it's a more negative first impression, it... it they just might be nervous. Yep. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. They don't know you as much as they can either. Yep. And they're trying to be protective maybe of their kids and all that, all the rest. So so I would, just jumping on that, Joe, and uh, I would say to everybody, you need to work at your relationship with your in-laws mm. and give it, give it time, give it patience, give it grace. And you can have difficult in-laws. I'm not saying that that's not true, but I really love what you're saying there. Like, don't just go there. Like, and and by the way, if it took you a year or two to get to know her or to get to know him, double that sure. before you actually get to know their family 
for who they really are and what they're really like. It, it takes a it takes years mm-hmm. uh, to become a part of it and not to feel like an outsider and not to. And that's what I would say is like let all that play out. Every everybody be patient. Everybody be graceful, and you might avoid a lot of pain. Jeff, this this isn't the follow up question that our listener submitted, but how would you counsel a couple? Let's say that um, your in laws or your future in laws, you can tell it's going to be a little bit of a difficult go, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. How would you counsel them? to navigate talking about their parents with their spouse. So kind of here's here's where I'm at with this. Um, <laughs> in a lot of situations, if the in-laws are going to be difficult, the actual born child also knows their parents are difficult, yeah. but they're still their parents. Right. It's like, you're talking about my mom. You're talking about my dad. Right. And then you have the husband or the wife that is tempted, at least, to kind of badmouth them, or your, your parents or so. How would you counsel that person to kind of navigate that with their spouse. I I when you pick up in-laws, we call them mom and dad. So what you need to do as the in-law is honor your father and mother. Mm. And so you need to honor your father-in-law and your mother-in-law, which means the conversations can be real and frank, but they need to be constructive. Mm, yeah. So they're an idiot. I can't believe them. And that, that you know how you debrief? When you're at somebody's house and you're driving home, you always debrief. Yeah, yeah. Right? So every, by the way, everybody does that to everybody, right? <laughs> so, so that debrief needs to be honoring. And when you come to those points of tension, they should not be points of griping. They should be points of... Uh, of uh, trying to be constructive, like how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And what happens, that, that's not just an out-the-gate thing, because your in-laws change. They become older. They have different—they're people, mm-hmm. you know, so they go through the normal cycles of life. And when you're asking, like, how do we help them? How do we serve them? How do we navigate them? That's a lot different than can you believe what a pain in the rear end they are. Yeah. And that—not only will that— help your spouse not get defensive, it might help your spouse who's frustrated with their parents actually see the wonder of their parents. Yeah. Right? Because when you're, sometimes when you're close to your your family, you're in too close. And when you're in too close, you tend to see and talk about the warts Mm. instead of the wonder. Yeah. And your, I know Heidi helped me with that. And I, I had a wonderful relationship with my parents. They're both with Christ now. Uh, but Heidi thought they were great. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? They are kind of great. Like Heidi Heidi would say my mom was her best friend. Mm. And uh, and they, I'm pretty sure they loved Heidi more than they did me. Like that they just, <laughs> But like Heidi helped me to see what I was taking for granted yeah. in a lot of ways. And I'm sure I returned that favor to her. But if you can just think of how do we honor mm-hmm. and and back to that word navigate we're navig some people are easy to honor and some people are difficult to honor sure but i'm i'm navigating that and then in an extreme case um i have to put up boundaries because my marriage and the jeff and heidi bogue family is my primary responsibility. I left my father, I left my mother, I'm clinging to Heidi, 
that means that Heidi jumped the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. With by the way, with my siblings too, because we're not even talking about siblings. Right. So she jumped the line, and and nobody gets to interfere with that. They get to be a part of it, but they they don't get to damage it. And yeah. uh, and so I have to. I if you got to be protective, you have to be protective. And I would seek wisdom in that. Yeah. Uh, because your emotions are probably raw. I love that. It feels like your counsel is to continue to, um, metaphorically in my head, I'm like, add some glue to your relationship, don't drive many wedges. That's because right. every time that you're attacking parents, whether it's warranted or not, whether we, we're, we're accidentally driving a small wedge between me and your family life, um, you know, and so it, it's going to hurt because they're going to sense their past. And, you know, when you're going to go through an unavoidable argument or rift in your marriage and, well, now it's going to feel like there's sides to the to the relationship as opposed to a cohesive unit. And so I love that. How can we work on this and honor uh, together? Well, our listener uh, has kind of a follow-up question to this. What advice would you give to the parents of newlyweds? Um, how does having the new title of in-law change how you should interact with your child and now your future son or daughter-in-law? Mm, this is my world right yeah, now. Yeah, this is fresh for you. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, our daughter-in-law, our beautiful daughter-in-law, sorry, buddy, you're the guinea pig, and we're doing our best. She's She's been wonderfully patient and gracious with Heidi and I. And I've got other daughter-in-laws that are going to come in kind of rapid succession here. So we're trying, Heidi and I are trying to learn this. Um, this is what I've learned so far. How about that? That's, this That's is great. what I got. Um, I've learned to ask permission. Hmm. So, and to, and to try to seek, in my case, my daughter-in-law's heart and mind. So like, uh, you know, Heidi and I work on houses. We flip houses, and we we actually we're doing one right now uh, that we're going to live in. But we really enjoy that stuff. We're just nerdy that way. And um, Heidi or uh, Sarah and Josiah got their first house, and so Heidi and I are like, "You want us to gut it and redo it this weekend?" Well, we had to learn like it was Sarah's home. Mm-hmm. And she has dreams, and she has ideas, and she has a pace, and she has a... And I'm like, that's right. This this isn't our son's room. This is his wife's home. Yeah. Does that make good. sense? Very good. And Sarah is... We hit the daughter-in-law jackpot. I mean, we just love her to pieces. Um, but we're like, oh... You're a person, and you're not our daughter-in-law. You're an individual, Mm -hmm. and we need to learn that, and we need to uh, understand how you translate things. And so, what the way that that came out for us a lot was like, do you want us to do that? Uh, Is it okay with you? And and you're just it feels a little weird at first because you're just learning. Like we didn't we didn't date her for two years, (laughs) (laughs) right? You know. And they never had a home. So it, those kind of things is, is a big part of it. I think um, one of the other things that we learned or we're trying to learn is in a conversation, um, our, our children agree with us quickly. It doesn't mean our daughter-in-law does. Mm. 
right? Because our children were raised in our culture and in our home, and uh, two plus two always equals four. Like, you know, like all that is logical to them. And so what could happen if we're not careful is is we could accidentally be mom, dad, son against daughter-in-law. And she may not even disagree. She may just be catching up with the thinking because she never... You know, there's a plethora of reasons there. So we learned, we're like, I think Heidi and I are like, we don't ever want to put our daughter-in-laws or in one day our son-in-law into the position that they have to deal with their (laughs) in-laws. Like we want to be a benefit and an asset and we want them to feel loved and accepted and valued. And so Heidi and I are like, we will do the hard work of trying to learn them as opposed to asking them to do the hard work of learning us. Sure, yep. And in the, I have one daughter-in-law, right? So just Sarah. She also does that back to us. Mm. And so we, we have actually a, a wonder. I enjoy her to no end. We have a wonderful relationship, and, and uh, um, God bless us with all that. One day, we'll have to do that then as grandparents again. And we're yeah. like, well, how are you guys going to parent, yep. and what is our role? And I just think there's like a... there On our side, there's a humility. On our daughter-in-law's side, there's a desire to honor. And so we wind up in good places where yeah. we enjoy and love each other. And then like... The things that she doesn't like or want, we just like, we're like, okay, well, we still like them. We'll just do them by ourselves, you know, kind of a thing. It's no big deal. Um, So I think there's a lot of that. I think um, in that process, I also had to, uh, I I remember saying to Heidi, like, uh, when Josiah and Sarah got their first apartment, I was like, I have to remember I'm in their home, it's not mine. Like me picking up a tool and fixing something or me saying, well, you should just do it. I'm like, this is their home. So there was, there's like that part of it where like they're their own family and we have to adjust to that also, you know? And so now my parents were great with this and Heidi's parents were great with it. So I kind of had like mentors in it a little bit. But it's it's a weird thing. It really is a weird thing to be like, I'm not the primary relationship in your life anymore. And like, and I don't just come and bail you out. Like, right. you know, and um it's fun. It's not it's not negative, but Sarah makes it positive, you know? So I don't know. I have no idea what it would be like to have a difficult daughter-in-law because I have a wonderful daughter-in-law. Yeah. Um, but it's stuff like that that we've tried to work on with it. That's really great. We'll have to do a follow-up episode sometime on uh, maybe from generation up and generation down, how do you navigate um, if you're not really a fan of who your child picked to marry? Ooh, that'd be hard. Or or in reverse. I remember talking to your in-laws about that. Yeah, it was hard. (laughs) They went through counseling for years. (laughs) Um, What a disappointment. Uh, Or in reverse, you know, uh, for whatever reason, your parents are getting remarried and you're just not thrilled at all about... Like, that might be a fun episode to navigate because I know that impacts a lot of people uh, in our listening audience, but... I hope this was helpful. Um, you know, whether uh, you're 
in the thick of this, um, whether you're Jasmine, who's recording this, who, as of this recording, is about to get married this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> she was taking notes the whole time. <laughs> Um, or uh, whether maybe one day you'll embark on this. That's one of the... I remember listening to conversations about marriage and parenting before I got married because I wanted to try to do it as well as I could when I got there. So... Um, reg- I just I just prayed this was a blessing to you and and hopefully an encouragement or even a calming agent as you navigate some of these relationships. If you need uh, any follow up to this, if you'd like to get some conversations going, we'd love to help you out. If you have any questions, regardless of the topic, and you'd like us to address them on this podcast, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org/mixedmessages. And if you want to know, uh, if you want to hear more of what you're hearing, uh, or you want more people to discover it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a church home, feel free to join us on the weekend here in the Akron area. Or you can always join us online if you're from out of town as well. Uh, Well, we're glad that you hung out with us. Thanks for jumping in with us as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.